1: Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by Fanduel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricchardi as we break down the Tuesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire and as a featured writer of the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire Defense podcast is live streaming on Google Hangouts, available on the official Rotowire YouTube channel, and you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Please get a chance uh, to review us if you can, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another day, another Tuesday, Huge, big, huge, huge slate uh, of fantasy NBA action.
2: Yeah, we got six games on tap for Tuesday, and a couple of them don't look like ones that are going to have Very big totals. I mean, Brooklyn and Toronto are two slower-paced, lower-scoring teams. You got San Antonio against Minnesota. You know, San Antonio is so good defensively, that shouldn't be a very high-scoring game. Um, Atlanta and Utah, every game Utah plays in is usually kind of low-scoring. You know, so at at least half of the games there are ones that we don't expect a lot of points in. Um, The Knicks don't usually score a ton of points, but they do go up against Denver today, which is nice. Washington and Portland, we should see a ton of points out of that game. That's two fast-paced teams that are allergic to defense. Um, And then Orlando and the Lakers, you know, any game that the Lakers play, you know, they're apt to score 120 points if you base it off of yesterday. So, you know, (laughs) you you, you never know. Good, Which would be a good basis for everything. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, definitely better than the Warriors, you know. I mean, they beat them yesterday. What else can you say? Exactly,
1: exactly. I've been saying this all season long. Western Conference Finals preview. When people haven't believed me. Maybe now they'll believe me. Now I sound like a prophet. Is basically what it comes down to. All right. So two questions for you. We were talking about in the pre-show about your mad dope rapper skills. Uh, here's your chance <laughs> to um, bust a bust a rhyme, like bust a rhymes here on this very show. Can you give us a little something? Give a little fifteen seconds of some some hot tracks.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> How about a beatbox? Give us a beatbox. Yeah, I'm not doggy Fresh. I don't know. I'm uh my, my like I said, my rapping skills are not uh are not why do you always try to get me to sing on the show? <laughs> <laughs> i not saying it's rapping, it's different. It's a different genre
1: of music. I'm I do plenty of singing on the so show. I have no problem embarrassing myself. I'm just trying to get you involved in the uh, in the madness, you know, so is that, isn't that fair? That's
2: I guess. Fair. I mean, you know
1: you're just opting not to participate
2: yeah i I prefer to talk about basketball to be honest
1: okay well let's talk a little bit about basketball you know i'm a little bit hungry benny so i'm gonna eat an apple right now on the show excuse all the listeners here but it's fitting because i want to give you a stat and tell me what you think about this all right benny do you like apples
2: how do you like them apples
1: (laughs) It's exactly (laughs) what i was going to say because um with one day of rest Benny, with one game day of rest, DeMarcus Cousins is shooting 41.1% from beyond the arc. So how do you like them apples, bad
2: Um, Sacramento, Sacramento going to make the playoffs this year?
1: We're not talking about Sacramento playoff chances. We're talking about DFS monstrosity. That is DeMarcus Cousins.
2: And I will stand. I will stand by what I've been saying all season. Is you'll get more DFS points out of him if he gets down in the post where he belongs, and they'll win more games. And uh, so far, I've been right because they're not winning a lot of games, and you're still getting a lot of points out of him. But you could have more. I
1: I disagree. I think if you looked at game logs, and you can stat, you can do this on StatMuse, by the way, or in Basketball Reference, you'll see like on a per game average, he's scoring more fantasy points this season than he ever has. That includes the threes. So. I don't know what to say, buddy, you know. Just grab a little Fuji apple and say, yum, 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 yum. DeMarcus Cousins, it's yummy from three. That's what we, you got to get on board here. It's For fancy value, he's been an absolute monster.
2: Oh, he's been a monster, but it's not because of his three-point shooting. It's because of everything else he does.
1: I would disagree with that because he actually uses that as a very good weapon. More often than not, he will fake the three and go straight to the rack because people have to respect that because he's hitting that shot. So that's what I'll say. I think he's actually using it smarter than you would normally think. You would think that just, like, this guy can get a basket inside almost every time down if he would just stay down there. And I'm saying he's actually even more effective inside, um, you know, 10 feet or whatever because people are stepping out and then he's blowing right by them. So Uh, are
2: are they winning games?
1: We're talking about DFS, Benny. We're not talking about wins. We don't care about the wins in DFS. You, you know, if we cared about the wins, we would never, ever play um, any L.A. Lakers, you know, which normally you probably shouldn't. But, you know, guys like Jordan Clarkson and DeAndre Russell are viable right now. we played Julius Randle a handful of times. We don't care about the wins. We care about the DFS factor. And I think uh, you have to agree that, you know, whatever you think about his game, DeMarcus Cousins has scored more points this season than in past. So there's my little rant for you. I know you don't like it, but it's fun for me. So I'm probably going to continue to do it. Um, In the meantime, I'll let you off the hook. Let's go ahead and talk about this six-game slate, Uh, 12 teams in action. Point card position is up. Give me what you got.
2: Yeah, there's a couple guys up top that I think um, are in really good spots. You know, you got Kyle Lowry going up against Brooklyn. Brooklyn does not play very good defense on point guards. Uh, Lowry's been putting up 40, 45 fantasy points the last couple games. Um, Playing really well right now is in a good stretch. So I like Lowry. Um, The game with Lillard and Wall is probably going to be one of the faster-paced games on the day and feature the most points. So I think both guys are in play. I looked back at the game logs. Um, They don't play all that often with wall being in the Eastern conference in Washington and, you know, Lillard being in Portland in the West last year at the end of the season, they played with like a week or two left in the season and wall put up like 51 Lillard struggled a little, only had like 37. So if I'm looking at one or the other, I think I'm going to give wall the, the nod here over Lillard, but I'm not going to be upset with anybody who decides to use either one of these guys you know Lillard did have a bad game last time out they got blown out by like 20 but I mean he's been putting up 30 to 40 real life points and and 40 to 60 fantasy points in his recent game so like I said if you decide that you want to go down the Lillard road I'm not going to argue with you but for the high end I think I like John Wall and Kyle Lowry I like the discount that you get with Lowry so he's my number one Wall's my number two but I do think Wall could be the highest scorer on the day at the uh, point guard position for the guys up top.
1: Yeah, I can actually see it being either one of those between Dame Lillard or Wall. I like Walls all around game more because he's more of a triple double threat than Damian Lillard is, and he takes higher percentage shots. So I think his um, you know production level is a little bit safer, um, and because he's so effective at getting the rim, you could see that he's uh, makes him a more effective passer and turn eight point four assists per game versus Dame Lillard's. Uh, 6.8, and uh, Wall, Wall's a better defender. 1.7 steals to 1 for uh, Daniel Lowe there as well. So I'm with you on Larry, uh, Larry, Lowry against BK for sure. How are you feeling about D'Angelo Russell as a like a as a top five option on this slate? No, it's a small slate overall, but, you know, take up the Atlanta game where he had a little bit of hookup. We're talking about a guy who's been 31 fantasy points or more in four out of five and 37 in three out of five. Uh, yeah, he
2: points. is – Yeah, he is definitely the mid-range option that I'm looking at here. Uh, Price is getting a little more expensive, but it's justified because he has a bigger role right now. Management basically told Byron Scott to stop being a jerk and put this guy in the game and let him play. And pretty much since he's done that, we've seen him pick up his scoring. We've seen him get some more assists. You know, his turnovers are up a little, but he's also getting a couple more steals, so it's balancing itself out. He'll grab a couple rebounds, but he's not a huge rebounding guy for a point guard, but I think he's safe for 30 to 35 fantasy points. That's what he's been giving us in his last couple of games. So, you know, where I need to save salary, I think he's the guy that I'm going down to. And then the only other guy that I'm really looking at is if you want a dirt cheap option that's been reaching value and doing okay for you. If I needed one in order to fit in guys at another position, you know, Shelvin Mack to me is still the most interesting of the, you know, dirt cheap options we have. I'll take him over like guys like Donald Sloan and Larkin and, uh, you know, Patty Mills, Corey Joseph. I think one other guy I want to talk about, um, Elf Payton right now, had a couple big games, and I know people are going to be drawn to him. But remember, he had those games with either Fournier or Oladipo not in the lineup. When all these guys are healthy, it takes a little bit of a toll on everybody's minutes. So I don't really love um, Elf Payton anymore, even though he was a guy that I was all over the other night when he had the big game. But I think you want to kind of target – you want to target Elf Payton in games where either Fournier or Oladipo is out because that's when you know his minutes are safe. You know, when both of those guys are active, I feel like it kind of takes a toll on a, on a couple a couple less minutes for all three. But that translates into a couple less fantasy points and a harder chance for them to reach value and upside.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there as well. It's, it's a little bit of a different situation, a tougher situation to shake out. Um, for his for, um, sneaky home run play there, are you going with – Donald Sloan in GPPs against Kyle Lauer defense in Toronto, or is it something that you just want to stay away from? Rough game for him? No. You know, with just back-to-back game of seven points, but he actually, you know, sa- salvaged it a little bit with six rebounds two assists, in the block, and then before that was, you know, hanging out in the 20s. It's not 5x value, but, you know, it's, you know, extremely cheap. We're, we're, we're talking about Donald Sloan at, you know, the 4,800 range on, on FanDuel. I'm not terribly excited about it overall, but you know, we don't have a lot of options to choose from so uh, you know roller fade. what do you say?
2: Yeah, I'm not using them at all. I liked him a little more when his price was like near near minimum. It's starting to come up a little bit off of that mm-hmm. and I just don't think that there's there's definitely no upside there and even now with the higher price it's it's not a lot that he reaches value. you know at 3,500 or 3800 when he was giving you 25 to you know 20 to, to 28 fantasy points a game, you knew it wasn't going to kill you, you know, with this price coming up a little bit closer to the $5,000 mark right now, you need, you really need like 25 to 30 fantasy points out of him, And he's given you some games where he's only been in single digits and it'll just kill your roster overall. If you're looking for a cheap guy, I still think Shelvin max the way to go. Um, you know, but I think you can get away with taking a mid range guy like D'Angelo Russell here and then going up and paying for, you know, either a Kyle Lowry or John Wall or even a Damian Lillard if, you know, you have him a little higher than I do on the day?
1: I don't really have him that high. Actually, you know, I still think I want to go Sheva Mack for minimum uh, salary, 3,500. You know, 21 fancy points is 6x. You don't need a ton of – that's just 11.3 rebounds, 4 assists, really. So you don't need a ton mm-hmm. out of him. Uh, you know, the minutes aren't too exciting. It's like, you know, tw- 29 to 30 minutes – uh overall we know they play stay pace, and he's definitely the number four or five option in that offense uh but you know given the matchup that he has available to him today i think you can at, at least make a case for him playing against atlanta uh atlanta's um fairly decent defensively but at least uh uh utah is at home all right let's go ahead and flip over the shooting guard position and talk about what you want to do at the two for
2: tuesday Yeah, I think I'm going to have some shares of DeRozan. I'm expecting him to bounce back. Really soft matchup he has against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. So he's the one guy I think I would spend up on. Um, Will Barton is a very interesting case. Uh, We talked about him in the season-long pod not too long ago. You know, you would have expected him to do a lot more or to be closer to the guy he was earlier in the season when Danilo Gallinari's out, but we really haven't seen that much from him. The upside for him is that his prices is still pretty cheap. It's not like he's jacked up to seven or $8,000 like we saw him earlier in the year. But he also hasn't really been producing all that well. So it's probably more of a GPP play because we do know this guy has the ability to go for the upside. It's just that we haven't really seen it much out of him. So it's not like it's really all that safe. Um, but I do like him because, like I said, with Oladipo back now, you have Oladipo, Fournier, Elf Payton, you know, a little bit too many mouths to feed. I don't hate Jordan Clarkson going up against Orlando on the other side. He's been seeing more minutes and putting up a lot of points lately. Um, came back off the injury and played thirty-something minutes, so I don't think it's a, you know, concern for him going forward. I think he's going to be good to go. Um, so I like Clarkson a little. I like uh, Zach Levine a little bit in there. Um, again, since Kevin Martin shipped out of town, you know, he's been seeing more minutes. Him, Wiggins, and Shabazz are basically in like a three-man rotation for you know, the 96 minutes at the shooting guard small forward spot. So he's been getting over 30 of them, Uh, 30 minutes at a Zach Levine. If his price stays in that 5,500 range, it's been, you know, I think he's kind of interesting for me. Um, And that's really where I'm looking. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like Fournier, you know, Gary Harris has been okay. So he's been helping you out, but I'm not really messing with anybody down below that, you know, the Danny Green, Manu situation I'm staying away from. I never really play Aaron Aflalo. Um, I know Terrence Ross is scoring a little more, but not really anything I'm excited about. And I can't play Kobe. Even, you know, people were all excited. Oh, he had a pretty good game last night. He scored 12 points, but he shot 4 of 14. So it's not like he had a good, good game. Um, You know, at this point, it's Kobe Bryant's a guy that, you know, I will never, ever roster again in in DFS because I'm not playing him this season. And, um, you know, this is probably the last time we see him. So Kobe's made me some money in the past, but he's not a guy that I want to have on my rosters this season. I agree with you there as well.
1: I haven't played Kobe. I don't think I I played a maybe total once this entire season. And I felt uh, dirty afterwards. I felt like taking a chemical bath uh, after that. So I will take some shares with Will Barton once again. Jordan Clarkson, I'm o- I'm okay with uh, staying away from everybody in, uh, in San Antonio Spurs. So no Zach Levine for me, um, and no no Andrew Wiggins. And uh, you know the, the I don't like the timeshare with uh, with Evan Fournier overall. So I'm totally fine going up. Uh, to the Mark Rosen, although that means you pay up two positions in a row, we're probably making a stronger case for going for hanging out in the Will Barton or uh, Jordan Clarkson arena. And in and, and some instances, I'll take some shares of Gary Harris because he'll be a, uh, a, a cheaper cash saver uh, that's available at the shooting guard position. Before we move on to small forward here, we'll have to let all the uh, uh, Fancy listeners, there know if you haven't checked out Rotowire.com. What are you waiting for? If you like the advice of the podcast, you're going to love the website. So take a uh, look at the free trial here, Rotowire.com/pod. Features include lineup optimizers for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, soccer, and golf. All the major uh, DFS sites, FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy uh, drafts Fantasy Score, up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for every sport that you could be preparing for, including fantasy baseball kind of right around the corner. So take a look here, check it out, rotowire.com slash pod, free 10-day trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. Small forward up next, talk about what you're putting down here at the three for Tuesday.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's pretty cut and dry at the small forward spot because there is a major gap from the top two down to everybody else. And then even the cheap options that you're looking at, there aren't very many. So, the one cheap option who I like a little bit is uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. He's been playing big minutes there with uh, Joe Johnson shipped out of town. He's been giving you some good games. He's also giving you some bad games. So I think he's more of a tournament kind of play. But I think in tournaments, I'm going to have Bojan in one of my two small forward spots. And then what I'm going to do in the other spot is I'm going to pay up for one of two guys. You have uh, Carmelo Anthony in a good matchup against Denver. A little bit of a revenge game for him. You know, Denver's the one that traded him over to New York. Um, hasn't really worked out well for either team. Neither one of them have really done much since the trade. And then the other guy is Kawhi Leonard going up against Minnesota. Now, based on their prices the other day, I think, you know, Melo was like 8900 in the last game, and Kawhi was like 8400 I actually think Kawhi has a chance to outscore Melo here and you're getting a $500 savings. So for me, in cash games, I'm definitely going to have Kawhi. If I can afford to go Kawhi and Melo, that's probably what I'll do. If not, it's going to probably be Kawhi and Bojan because um, I really don't like anybody else on the list. To me, that's it's kind of cut and dry that those are the only three guys I'm looking to roster, and if I can afford to pay up for the two studs, I really want to make sure I get at least one, definitely Kawhi, but I would try to get Kawhi and Carmelo in there because I think they're going to be head and shoulders above everybody else at the position.
1: I agree with you there as well. Just You know, you why ask why, just play Kawhi is what I always like to say there. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I'm, I'm interested in, and, and Carmelo Anthony I think is in a really good spot there as well. I don't know if I want to pay up for that. I'm okay with going with uh, Bogie uh, Bogdanovich against Toronto. It's going to be James Johnson, who's supposed to be a good defender overall, but I'm not really particularly scared of him overall. And then, you know, if you want to go with Alfruk Ramino, this is the best spot possible against Otto Porter defense. I don't know how trustworthy you believe him to be. Just, you know, I, I would probably limit it to a GPP only, but just doesn't score enough uh, for me to really, really, actually be interested in. And I and I was a fan of Shabazz, but not today, or not not on Tuesday anyway, with San Antonio Spurs defense there. So, uh, where are you drawing the line? Are you drawing the line at bogey, or above that, below that? Where Where are you at?
2: Well, like I said, I mean, I literally only like three guys. I'm going to use Kawhi, definitely, and then pair him with either Melo or Bogdanovich, depending on what I have to do to my roster. If I can afford to fit Kawhi and Melo and still like what I get at the other spots, that's what I'm going to do. If I can't, then I'm just going to go down and kind of half-punt with Bogdanovich and and use that money somewhere else because I'm not really thrilled with anybody in the middle range and, and the prices that they're at.
1: All right. Fair enough for me. That's um, probably uh, something similar that I'm going to employ. It's like, you know, uh, small small forward is definitely something you're going to have to prioritize. Definitely have some more options that we can take a look at. Uh, I love a lot of people here in the top 10 listed today at the power forward position. Who's going to be holding it it down for you at the four on Tuesday?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking you know, at guys a little bit cheaper than a top range. I'm not playing Aldridge, even though he's banged up, not playing Perzingis, who's banged up. Um, Millsap and favors are going up against each other. I think I'd prefer favors in that matchup. He's cheaper. Um, And, and Atlanta struggles a little bit with rebounding uh, big guys that can rebound, you know, Millsap is six, eight, but he's more of like a small forward power forward hybrid than a true power forward. Like, uh, you know, favors is so, I think Favors could be in line for a good game here. Wouldn't play Millsap. But then that next level is where I'm really kind of looking at, guys. Um, Aaron Gordon coming off probably his worst game since, you know, being inserted into big minutes in the lineup. I think he had, like, six fantasy points, like four points and two rebounds or something in the last game for them. Uh, Got benched a little bit, you know, Skiles doing Scott Skiles things. But I think he'll get back to the minutes that he has been playing and have a bounce-back game here. Great matchup against the L.A. Lakers. You know, they've been giving up tons of fantasy points to everybody. Big guys have been doing really well against them. So I'd be looking for a bounce-back game from Gordon. Also, like Julius Randle, a little bit on the other side of that game, I do have some concerns with Larry Nance back now, only because I don't trust Byron Scott, and Byron Scott trusts Larry Nance, and that's going to mean less minutes for Julius Randle, even though Randall has done very well with the minutes he has had. Um, you know, so I think I prefer Gordon over him. And then other than that, I mean, that's really kind of where I'm looking because you go down. um, Kenneth Fareed is actually somebody who I I like for tournaments. Uh, He had a huge game last time out. I think he came up with like 50 fantasy points or something like that. So he definitely has the upside to go big. You know, nothing on the Knicks really scares me. If Porzingis is out, he might draw a little bit of mellow defense at the power forward spot. Um, You know, mellow doesn't really play great defense. Isn't really known on for for his uh, abilities on that side of the floor. So I think Fareed might have a little bit of um, you know a little bit of upside as well. But you know, Gorgie Dang, Markeith Morris. I mean, those guys are all solid, decent options you can look at. But I think that that's the price range you want to be in That fifty-five to you know seven thousand dollars price range is where I'm looking for my place.
1: I agree with you there as well. There's just so much. Uh, value in the middle and so many other places where you're forced to have to pay up. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm good with what you, with what you want to do there as, as well. So, you know, Thad Young, Julius Rangel, Aaron Gordon, I love loving the range, even Gorgie Dang and, and Frida, as you mentioned there as well. I want to quickly say that I am not scared whatsoever by one bad game out of uh, Aaron Gordon, who only played 15 minutes in this matchup. As long as he's, still, he's healthy, he, he makes it back into the, into the lineup. I don't care. That he scored 4.4 fantasy points on, on Sandal. Okay, you shouldn't care either. This is a pr- pretty good matchup for him against Julius Randle defense. And, you know, Julius Randle is a nice, uh, good athletic uh, player, but he sleeps on defense plenty of times, which is got, what, part of the reason why he got in trouble. And you had to worry about Larry Nance um, being um, uh, in his spot uh, as a starter in the first pace. So I'm re- definitely willing to go with, um, right back to the well on the road at LA, L.A. with Aaron Gordon. So I just want to put that on record. Before we get into the center position here, we're going to talk to all the business owners here, Benny. If you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag and drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day, so when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business, and because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's talk about the center position here for the Tuesday Slate and what you want to do in The Pivot.
2: Yeah, I'm actually looking to save money here rather than spend up. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is going up against the Spurs. He's gotten expensive, and that's a tough matchup, so I'm not really looking to play him. Vucevic has a good matchup against the Lakers, but he's been underperforming at the high price he's at right now, so I haven't really been on him. Don't want to use Brook Lopez against Toronto. They're a pretty good defensive team, play at a slow pace. Don't want to use Gobert or Horford going up against each other. Really tough matchup for Horford going up against Gobert is one of the best offensive centers in the league. Gobert hasn't really done enough to me to, to make me feel like he has upside there. So I'm not really on him. Um, Gortat has a really good matchup against Portman. I don't know if I'm going to get the 33-minute Gortat or the 25-minute Gortat. So for me, he's mostly just a, a guy that I would use in tournaments. The, the range that I'm looking at, right around that $6,000, you got guys like uh Nikola Jokic, who isn't playing big minutes but is is still putting up big fantasy points. I think he only played like 21 minutes in his last game but got his 35 fantasy points for right around 6K. So he's giving you 5.5, 6X value. You have um, Jonas Valakunas, who's been playing pretty well. He does have a pretty soft matchup against Brooklyn. Um, Brooke Lopez is good on offense, not very good on the defensive end, so I like Jonas a little bit there. And then the other guy is Robin Lopez, especially if uh, Porzingis is out. If Porzingis is out, what they do is basically slide, you know, Melo over to the four. Sometimes they'll go with Derek Williams there, or Kyle O'Quinn will play the four, and Melo will slide back to the three. But what winds up happening is Brooke, uh, Robin Lopez, I mean, doesn't lose any minutes to Porzingis at the five spot. So Lopez should be playing thirty minutes in this game, and we've seen him put up thirty, you know, twenty-five to thirty-five fantasy points in a bunch of his recent starts. So I think that Robin Lopez is another guy who can get us, you know, five six x value, you know, somewhere in that twenty eight to thirty two fantasy point range.
1: Yeah, I I can see that being something that's uh, very viable overall. Just um, I'm looking at a couple different things here. First of all, Um, the the first thing I want to start with is, uh, you know, somebody towards uh, the bottom that has been. Uh, pretty solid overall. I mean, we're talking about Nikola Jokic, and we still hate the minutes because, you know, he goes from like 28 to 33 down to 20, but still double-doubles and in, 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 in two straight games and uh, is an underrated contributor in terms of assists. So we're looking at 30-plus fantasy points and, you know, over 6x value in two straight games. And, you know, the game before that, 28.7 fantasy points for 5.2x. So I think you have to give him a consideration, uh, particularly against the New York Knicks. No, no disrespect to Rolo, but uh, uh, that's uh, my particular uh, spot there going forward. Now, uh, and I still like Gortat against Portland. We always hate the Portland uh, front court because you know it's a 20-minute rotation and nobody has shot-blocking ability. So, Gortat is in play for me. And then, you know, from there, if you want to go, uh, you know, of uh, or Brolo, um I'm right there with you there as well. Uh, anybody else that we need to mention? I know that there's not too many teams, and so we've covered probably any any possible realistic fantasy option that either of us would book at center.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard people talk about, like, Tim Duncan because he's probably going to be back and playing in this game, but I can't really do it at this point. I don't know what to expect out of him. He's as likely to go out there and play 20 minutes as he is to go out there and play 30, um, probably even more likely to play closer to 20 than he is to play 30. So with with that few minutes, I really am not looking for a ton of upside out of him. So there's not much there that I'm really, you know, overly concerned with.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I think that's going to wrap it up for the Tuesday edition of the Roto-Wire DFS podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on, on uh, Twitter. Benny R 11 is a Twitter account for Benny. Uh, Josh Hayes at Josh Hayes FS is a Twitter account for me. Don't forget to press that red subscribe button on the YouTube channel. we been adding subscribers each and every day. We definitely appreciate that. And you can also check us out, download, rate, review us on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Thanks for uh, checking us out. We'll be back for another edition of the Roto-Wire DFS podcast tomorrow yeah